Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 241 of the Motorcycle Men podcast and another interview episode for you. The Motorcycle Men podcast is brought to you by Scorpion Helmets. Scorpion EXO has been dedicated to offering high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value. So to learn more, you go over to scorpionusa.com. And, of course, Shinko Tires, regardless of the bike you ride, it doesn't matter what type, and it's time for tires for that bike. You want to think of Shinko. That's go to ShinkoTireUSA.com and make sure you tell them that the motorcycle men sent you. Wild ass seats. Hey, why ride in pain when you can ride in absolute comfort with the help of a wild ass seat cushion? Your back will thank you and you will enjoy mile after mile of cruising comfort no matter what type of motorcycle you ride. The cushion eliminates painful pressure points, which conforms to the rider's shape regardless of weight or seating position. So go to wildass.com. That's wild-ass.com and order today. Make sure you tell them that the Motorcycle Men sent you. The Motorcycle Men podcast is supporting David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. If you would like to help out and be a part of something that actually makes a difference, donate today to David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. Go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate. Links will be in the show notes and, of course, on the Motorcycle Men website. And, of course, we got the Gold Star Ride Foundation. They've been helping families of fallen soldiers and making a difference in the lives of those left behind. So if you'd like to be a part of a great cause and get some heartfelt miles in, go to goldstarride.org and learn how you can participate in the next Gold Star Ride. Tobacco Motorware, as you know, is one of our sponsors and the greatest people in the world. Tobacco Motorware makes jackets, vests, and riding shirts. And you've heard me say before, I love my California riding shirt and my tobacco riding jeans. And I wear them on every ride. I just won't ride without them. Not only that, nearly every time I ride, every time I wear them, somebody asks me about them. You also want to try out those new Roper gloves. They're breathable, soft leather, and the most comfortable gloves you will ever wear. And for added protection, check out their Wasteland vest. Plenty of pockets and armor and great addition to wear with your California riding shirt or under your leather jacket on those slightly chilly days. So there's no need to sacrifice style for safety. So go check out TobaccoMotorWear.com. That's TobaccoMotorWear.com. And listen to this. Our listeners get 10% off their order when they use the coupon code MOTOMEN. So make sure you do that. All right, now, with the plethora of motorcycle electronic accessories that are available out there, the one thing that many connected riders want is a good communication system. Most of these riders, like myself, want a system that will allow us to make and receive phone calls, talk with their buddies on a group ride, listen to music, and hear the directions from our GPS, regardless if those directions are wrong or not. These systems come in all shapes and sizes and from many different sources, whether if it's a budget-priced system from Amazon or one from the major manufacturers. Each of these systems have their own personal approach to rider communications, and each will appeal to a different rider. So joining me today in the V-Twin Cafe is Jamie Cheek of Cardo Systems to tell us about their side of the communications market. 
Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Motorcycle Men podcast. This is episode 241, and we today we are talking to Jamie. How do you say your last name? Is it Cheek? Cheek. Jamie That's Cheek. Right. Somebody say check, but it's Cheek. Okay. Well, we can call it check if you want. I don't care. Oh, whatever. <laughs> All the way from Dallas, Texas, Jamie Cheek is here to talk to us about Cardo Systems. Jamie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate you the invite. It's uh, it's going to be a great time tonight talking about things. I'm glad you're here. You know, it's like I, I've I've had others on. I was like, well, let's get let's get because I met one of your guys at the International Motorcycle Show in New York City. Yes, and I think it was John I met, and yes, I was talking John to him, and he said right away, just let's go, let's do it. So here we are. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your motorcycle self and what you do? Well, uh, it started many, many years ago. My father was in the military, and uh, back in the early 70s, he put me on a dirt bike in the desert. Good man. Nothing else to do in New Mexico at the time except for him to go work on the military base or me to go buck wild in the desert on a little XL70 Honda. Mm. So put on the cowboy boots and whatever he called a helmet and, and go hit it in a pair of jeans. <laughs> when you say whatever he called a helmet, were you wearing a colander by any chance? Man, I, I, I went from wearing a, a cut-in-half canteen to, to whatever he could bring home, a bean a ration bean cup, I mean, whatever. It, really? Back in, that, back in that day, he was pretty creative, so we didn't have a lot of money. It was just growing up military, you know, so yeah, uh, yeah. It, was fun. it was fun to even have the dirt bike, for one. <laughs> right. But that was hard. Wow. But uh, that's that's where it all started at. Uh, and then we just kept moving around, and, and that's where he introduced me to two wheels. And I kept, I just had a passion about it. Loved riding, loved what it gave me. It gave me excitement. It, you know, I felt I was doing something on my own, yeah, not relying on someone. Yeah, you're, that's pretty much everybody, I guess, right? But what are you riding? What are you riding now? You know, I have a lot of bikes. Uh, my go-to nowadays, I've got a Harley Davidson Street Glide. Yeah. And then I run that a lot. And then I have. Uh, kind of a dual sport Ducati desert sled. I run that nice. a lot. Nice. I spend a lot of time on the dirt. So I've got a, a new Kawasaki KX450. I ride that a lot on the dirt. So I try to diversify a lot because I like to ride. Wow. That's awesome. How do you like that desert sled? You know what? That actually has became one of my favorite bikes I've ever owned. Really? Wow. It handles so good. And in Dallas traffic, you can cut in and out of traffic. You, If you need to go over the curb, you can. If you get in a traffic jam, you get in a tight situation, it gives you the mobility and the smooth power to do a lot of things that Street Glide is not capable of doing. No. Uh, well, yeah. Not successfully. Two different bikes. Yeah. yeah. So in the wind, it's not a big wind drag on it either. So I thought yeah. riding it without a fairing would be a problem, but it's not. Oh, wow. You know, it's funny. It, I, truth be told. A couple of years ago, I hated scramblers, and then something happened. I don't know what. I think because I saw somebody turn a sportster into a scrambler, and I went ooh. And now I kind of like I kind of dig the whole scrambler thing. You got to ride one. I've never yeah. ridden one, so I, yeah, I'm you gotta, yeah, and I had neither. I went out on a whim and did it, and wow, had to get one. <laughs> All right, so what? So what do you do with Cardo? Basically, you know, my journey with Cardo started way back in 2007. Uh, I was pretty much one of the first employees over here of Cardo when, when Bluetooth was just a name, when people were like, what is Bluetooth? I remember the first show I worked back in 2007 up in New York at a, at a show called Americade that's hosted every yeah, June. Yeah, I've been there many times. 
great place. That, you know, the first show I had two products in 07 and, and uh, everyone looked at me like, what is that? And I'm like, well, it's Bluetooth for your helmet. And they're like, what, what is Bluetooth? Yeah. And so it was kind of before it's time. Yeah. Uh, but I started back then being a brand manager and, and just grew and grew with the company and, and, you know, evolved with the company and gave good feedback of what motorcycle needs are and what the riders needs are. Cause we really listen to the consumers out there, what yeah. they tell us and what their needs are. So, you know, here I am, it's 2020 and, and now I'm the VP of sales in North America and, and got a, got a great group of guys working for me. Wow. They're keeping you busy, right? Yes, absolutely. Busy is good. Now, Cardo got off the ground in 2003. Now, yes. th- does that make Cardo the first helmet comm system available for motorcyclists? Y- yes and no. Because as you know, the CB technology has been around for a very long oh, time. Oh, sure. So, uh, Who doesn't it, own a pickup truck with a CB in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the old Gold Wings and even the old Harleys, everyone had CB technology, and a lot of it was roped up into yeah. the helmet one form yeah. or fashion. Uh, you know, I like to look at us. We were the first to bring modern technology to the market, Yeah, uh, which is full duplex, meaning both parties can talk simultaneously, Right. you know, wire- wirelessly for motorcycles. Because that's something that had been needed for a long time was wireless communication versus uh, you know, a cord going back to your passenger. Sure. And of course with CBs, you don't have that dual communication, you know, one person at a time. Exactly. It reminds you, you know, just the trucker life. Yeah, you exactly. And talk. And there's so many guys that jump off or so many girls that jump off the back of their guy's bike and halfway rips their helmet off because their cord never was. You know, <laughs> so that's happened a lot. We've saved a lot of marriages too. I'd like to think. And probably a lot of neck braces. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Exactly. Uh, well, why don't you tell us about Cardo Systems, uh, the name and the varied lines of Cardo communication systems available? Well, the name Cardo was chosen for historical reference uh, to the streets and main corridors that played a role in connecting people. Really? So if you, go, if you go to a lot of places in Europe, you'll see the word Cardo on some of the street signs. And really? that the founder of the company, uh, Abraham Glazerman, he uh, somehow or another, he came up with the name Cardo and and that's kind of where it came from. All roads lead together because we, as on two wheels, we all run together. It doesn't matter if you're on a scooter or you're on a Harley. You're going to wave at each other. Yeah. Now, as far as goes, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to bring it back even further than that. <laughs> tell, now, how does it go from – what's the association with Scala? Okay, so back in the day, Cardo was the parent company, and we came out with a product called Scala Rider. Right. Well, what happened was the name Scala Rider was on all the packaging. So in North America, it became Scala Rider. There was no Cardo. Right. So back, I don't know, three, four years ago, we decided that we probably needed to make it one word instead of confusing people. So we went with Cardo and Cardo became the parent name and that's what the company is named. And we kind of dropped off from Scala Rider. Okay. Now are people wondering what happened to Scala Rider? Yeah, some do. I some at shows walk up to me going, you know, I used to have a Scalia rider. Or a Scalia. I mean, it was all kinds of names. Yeah. But but uh, once we explain the history and we are that uh, company, it rings a bell. Okay. All right. So what do you got? So what do we have for products this year? Yeah. We have a lot. We have pretty you much. got a lot. You do. 
we have a, I say we have a lot of features, but not a lot of choices because we feel with the choices we have, we cover every type of riding style out there. I don't know. You and got, you got six different systems here. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, yeah, but some people out there have 60. It's crazy. The amount of SKUs that some of the other companies have that, that are really not needed in our, in our nature because you only have a certain amount of riders that do certain amount of things. Uh, basically we have an entry level Freecom one that will, the guy that's just riding a scooter and wants Bluetooth, he can run that. And then this year, you know, we, we added the Freecom one plus because the Freecom one was last year's model. So this year we came in to, and added the Freecom one plus. Right. What that does is entry level Bluetooth rider to passenger communication. Oh, okay. All right. So we kept the same price point, added the value of now, if you got somebody that goes and buys a Freecom one plus at, at a store, and then they decide, well, hey, you know, they got a girlfriend two months from now. They can buy another Freecom One Plus and put it on her helmet and be able to talk uh-huh. with the passenger. Versus as before, there was no such thing. The Freecom One was just basically a Bluetooth system. You could not do intercom with it. But, you know, a guy who gets the Freecom One system may not want the girlfriend to have their own system. Exactly. And that's why the Freecom <laughs> One Plus is sold in singles or duo packs. Right. And if he does split up from that girl, he can give it to her and say, see ya. Right. Or he can say, if you want one, you got to go buy it yourself. And that's the truth, because that guy exists. Right. He's there. (laughs) We may be stepping on some very bad ground here. I don't know. I'm telling you. A lot of men are laughing right now. Yeah. We've all been there. Uh, So then you move up. We offer another product called the Freecom 2 Plus. Uh, What that product does, it's an entry-level bike to bike. So a lot of people start off with, with them and their girl on the back. And then, the, and then the girl says, Hey, you know, hon, I want to get my own bike. Yeah. And you, you feel more safe if you're still able to talk to them. So the Freecom two plus will give you that, that sense of, uh, I guess, security talking up to about 500 yards with, with someone else. 500 so yards. People, yeah. About 500 yards with the Freecom two plus. Wow. Well, we're going to talk about that up, a little bit. Up to two people. Yeah, up to two people. Two people is the maximum on that. Okay. Is voice activated, so it's basically you say, hey, activate the mic, you talk to them. Okay. So then after the Freecom 2 Plus, you move up into our Freecom 4 Plus. No Freecom 3? No Freecom 3. <laughs> we used to have a Q3, but we got away. Went to the Freecom 4 Plus, and I'll tell you why. The, the 4 Plus does up to four people in Bluetooth. See, now you see where I'm going now. Yeah, four. yeah, yeah. Recom four, so uh, basically it was the it's the only Bluetooth product on the market that uh, comes standard with JBL speakers. It could, because of our collaboration with JBL, it right. comes also with a natural voice operation, which that's something new to Cardo. We started doing um, everything has advanced speech operation, which advanced speech means with a communication device you can push the button, a phone button. And you can pretty much control your phone through speech. You're familiar with that, pretty much. Control your oh yeah 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 okay. So okay. you're saying voice activation through through exactly. your phone. Okay, all right. So we came out with the with a technology called advanced speech technology, which starts with the Freecom Four Plus. What that allows you to do is just say hey Cardo, and then you control any you know your phone device that's hooked to your Freecom 4 or up. And basically you could say like, hey, Cardo, uh, music on. And then the music starts playing from your phone. 
or Hey Cardo, next track, or Hey Cardo, volume up. It's almost like an Alexa at that point. Oh, yeah. Well, then in that case, like say, for example, you know, I use an iPhone. Uh, in order for me to make a phone call with my iPhone, I got to go, uh, you know, I got to hit a button and I got to say, call so-and-so and it does it or I got to so I have to ask Siri to do something for me. Does Correct. that work the same way? It does. Actually, what's cool about it is you, it becomes an extension of Siri. Ah. So then you would just say, hey, Siri, into the Cardo riding down the highway, your phone would open just like you're talking to Siri and you could control your phone. Oh, just, okay, okay. So it gives you an extended arm without having to, you know, the whole thing behind this listening to riders and their needs is if you're in that stop and go traffic, you don't have to throw your hand up there and try to control it while you're in the clutch and out of the clutch. Right. You can just tell the unit what you want it to do. Oh, that's nice. Verbally. That's good. Uh, it, it's, it's really been a hit for us because as a rider myself, it's, there's no need to touch it anymore. I mean, your volume's up, your volume's down, you control your phone. Everybody wants to control things off their phone nowadays, and it's all done by speech. Perfect. I like that. All right, so now you got the the Freecom 1 Plus, the 2 Plus, which do not have the JBL speakers, I know. Correct. Okay. However, you can buy them as an accessory. Oh, you can, huh? Yeah, the JBL speakers are sold as an accessory for the Freecom 1 Plus or the Freecom 2 Plus. Okay. They uh, they retail, you know, you can find them at any of our local outlets, was pretty much any of your local dealerships around your area will carry them or can order them for you. Now, I see them on your website. Do you have them listed? Uh, for, yep, we have them on our own. Yeah, okay. Yes. So now the Freecom 4 Plus, we got that. That's four people, up to four people, right? Correct. Correct. All right. I would recommend, you know, there are drawbacks to Bluetooth. So people that don't understand a lot about Bluetooth and the way Bluetooth operates when you're doing uh, intercom is it's daisy chain situation. Okay. So if I'm paired to you and you're paired to a guy named Jeff in front of you and then Jeff's paired to a guy named Mike in front of him, that's the way we need to ride down the highway for the optimal performance. Really? So if people realize how that operates, they usually don't have an issue. It's the people that don't realize I'm talking to the guy in front of you through you. So if you drop out to go to the store, I can no longer talk to the guy in front of you because I was talking through you. That's the drawback of Bluetooth communication. Right. So, you know, our our listeners really need to realize that because I've had a lot of people come back to me over the years going, hey, this isn't working properly. And when I explain it, they're like, you're exactly right. Bobby Joe, you left the circle. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody in Texas got two names. Yeah. And, uh, so then they understand it and, and they figure it out. So, uh, you know, I really tell people to, to really do their study and understand what's out there and, and how the technologies work. Right. You know, after the, the Freecom 4 Plus, we get into our pack series. Okay. Well, tell us about that. That's, uh, you know, that's our uh, flagship. We uh, pretty much came out with a technology called Dynamic Mesh Communication back in 2015. Okay. We, uh, we wrote the code to do the mesh technology. That's why there's not a company out there that has it perfected the way we do. Uh, it took us three years to do it. Launched it in 2015. Ran through a couple bugs for a year or two. Uh, then it became very, very cumbersome and easy to use, and we just kept building off the platform. That's why we, you know, we started out with it looking the same as it looks today, except for a small, small little uh, icon on the front that says Cardo. Mm-hmm. What, it, what it will do is it has your natural voice operation, just like the Freecom 4 does. It sure. does come standard with your JBL. 
and then also get your mesh network. Let me explain to you a little bit about the mesh network, which is a really cool thing that I that I like to brag about. All right. It's, is if you and I are riding down the road using mesh, we can talk freely just like you and I are talking right now. Sure. Uh, if we're using Bluetooth, I have to activate a mic to open it up to talk to you. What that does in a safety situation on, on any rider is by time sometimes I open up that mic to talk to you, if I say look at that car or look at that cow, they're gone because the delay to open up the mic to talk to you, you know, it takes a little bit. And that's any Bluetooth system on the market. Whereas mesh technology is an open platform, so we talk just like you and I are talking. It's very fluid. If I say, okay. hey, look over there at that, that cool bike or, hey, look over there at that whatever in the field, you hear me instant. There's no delay of speech. Oh, okay. Like so that. from a safety aspect, it's it's huge. And I've had people thank me for that technology over the years for saving lives because it does – it works great. Yeah. Uh, another cool thing about it is in the mesh technology, in the mesh world, it doesn't have a – Bluetooth chain technology. Mesh has allowed you to hook up to 15 riders. Wow. Five miles really? Yeah. yeah, we took it there. We took it there. Wow. 15. <laughs> I don't know if I want to ride with that many people. Well, that's you tell the others to go home because <laughs> yeah. we can do that. But anyway, it'll, it'll allow you to do up to 15, five miles apart. What What's really cool about it is you can you know leave and enter the group with no disruptions switch yeah. positions with no disruptions if three groups of five want to split off they they continue to talk with each other so there's no disruptions in anything really and then when you come back together you yeah. all talk again wow but but a lot of people have to understand even though it says it does you know 2 to 15 people you don't have to have 15 people for mesh to work you can do mesh with just two people it's going to give you a mile bike to bike so you and someone can do it for, you know, talk to each other up to a mile apart. Then when you add that third one in there, it becomes stronger. Right. So with mesh technology, it be, the, the infrastructure becomes a lot stronger the more you add versus Bluetooth. The more you add, the weaker it becomes. Well, this kind of touches on the next question I was going to ask you is that uh, about connecting, about getting people in or getting people out. What if someone leaves the group or somebody wants into the group? How does that work with the mesh? It's, it's very simple. If, if you're already in the group and, and me and you and, and four other guys are riding and then, you know, three of them leave the group and then we don't see them for six months, but we're always paired to them. Right. So what happens is when we see even one of those guys six months from now and he says, hey, I want to go meet up with you guys and ride this weekend. He's already in the group we created. So when he comes up, turns on his helmet, we go ride. He's already there. Don't have to. Really? Oh, so yeah. there's like there's no song and dance. Like thing. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's really, really cool to do that, and it saves a lot of people a lot of time. Yeah. And it's a fast connection. You don't have to wait. You just turn them on, and, and within six seconds, I mean, six-tenths of a second or so, it says, hey, connected. And you now, know he's there. I suppose that this is all uh, app-related as well, correct? We do. We have a really, really cool app. So, like, if somebody comes in from outside that hasn't been in your group for six months, like you said, does their system have a name so that – everybody knows who it is right away or that or that the the primary system knows is there like a primary in this group there is a primary that you create it with however the primary does not need to be with the group for it to work okay the primary to create it is done so it's it's uh, you can create it simple without confusion and it's an easy way for us to tell consumers how to create the group okay. but again, primary guy does not need to be with them oh okay i get it all right 
So now, the how does the Pack Talk Slim differ from the other three systems? Is it just a mesh, te- mesh technology? It's not. The Pack Talk Bold and the Pack Talk Slim are virtually the same in technology. They both have the mesh. The only the, the main difference on the Slim, two differences. You'll get a little bit less distance on range because of the way it's mounted on the helmet. The PacTalk Slim is more of a, an integrated solution that fits on the side real, real slim, as the word slim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the battery pack actually goes on the back underside of the helmet. Oh, that's so interesting. It's, it's real tiny on the side. It's for a lot of guys that are really, really, you know, they're concerned about wind noise or drag, that you're going fast enough to have a drag. But that guy's no, there. We don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's the guy on the salt flats. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, that guy exists, and and we designed this because it's it's uh, it's really low profile and neat. So that the only way to get that is to move the battery around to the back. So that's why we call it the Pack Talk Slim. But as far as features and functions and coming with the JBL, it's it's almost identical to the Pack Talk. Okay. Now tell us about the Pack Talk Bold. Pack Talk Bold's the one I was just going over with you. It's the one that that you know Pack Talk Slim and Pack Talk Bold, which is the Pack series. We'll do the 2 to 15 riders in mesh network. Has the JBL speakers come standard in both of them. With Both of them have the, uh, you know, the natural voice operation, right. which has become so popular with, with the Googles and the series of the world and just having the volume at your controls and be able to control apps by speech. You know, I just found out the other day uh, – a lot of us have Amazon memberships. Well, I don't. I didn't know this, and probably a lot of others out there don't know this. You can download the Amazon Music app, right, to your phone, and while you're riding down the road, you can completely control that through Alexa through our unit without having to touch one button. You can wow. tell Alexa to do anything she wants in that app, uh, an unlimited book of music. Wow. Yeah, I oh, was like, I never wow, thought of that. Wow. Yeah, so there's so much things out there, and in so many different just things and apps, and it's all driven by speech nowadays. Okay, now with all of the different systems that are out there from every manufacturer, how does Cardo Systems differ from these other systems available? Well, you know, I'm not one to to talk negative about my competition. No, I, get I, it. Think, I think that that there's uh, probably a customer for all of us. Uh, I think if people that do their research will see that that every major, uh, <clears throat> I guess, every major technology has came from Cardo in this industry. We were the first to market with pretty much Bluetooth bike-to-bike, first to market with intercom, uh, with automatic gain control. There were so many first markets by Cardo, and it seems like over the years, our competitors, our competitors have just come in behind us and, and really rode the coattail and produce things for a little less expensive than Cardo. Mm-hmm. But as far as we're the only one out there that's completely waterproof. So if you're caught in a rainstorm, it's not going to fail. Waterproof is good. It is. It's good. And we've all been caught in a rainstorm. Yeah, yeah, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> so, so, you know, the, it, and that's some of the main things. You know, our mesh technology is, is award-winning. It's developed by us. You know, the waterproof, the JBL collaboration for music, uh, things like that set us apart from anyone else in the industry. Well, I th- from my understanding, uh, some other companies are also using mesh technology now. Of course, there's their own form, and they all right. function differently. But they, they're all everybody's like getting on that because it's as far as it goes for waterproof. I assume everybody must be grabbing the waterproof thing as well. I mean, why wouldn't you? Well, it's not easy to to do that. They uh, they use the term water resistant. 
Uh, that's like saying your watch is water resistant. Right. We're waterproof. I mean, <laughs> accidentally jump in the shower and you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got guys on um, jet skis that use our product, and it's not like, wow, hey, boss. hey, so that's, that's pushing it a little far. But that's it, brave. We got some freestyle jet skiers that do use them, and they're submerged in water for just a millisecond and come out, and and our stuff still works. So yeah. they uh, they chose our product, and if you go to some of our shows that we do. You'll see uh, we love to take our units and submerge them in water as a display Wow! because none of our competitors will do that with those. And it does get attention. I, I would think. I would think <laughs> so. <laughs> now, some of the lower end systems that are available on the market, be it the, the cheap old ones from Amazon right. or, or, or whatever, most of them, they, one of the major complaints that a lot of people have is the audio quality is horrible. But... How has Cardo, aside, you got this, this joint venture with JBL, aside like the Freecom 1 and Freecom 2 don't have the JBL, but have they tackled the, uh, the audio issues? You know, I think, you know, I haven't personally used some of the lower end models out there. I think a lot of people in the industry in general, a couple things here I can, I can give some suggestions on. When you get any kind of system out there, make sure your speakers are placed right. Yeah. They're over the ear canal up to the ear because so many helmet manufacturers out there kind of mislead consumers by putting a, a, a helmet or putting a speaker pocket yes or port in a helmet where really yes. your ears are not anywhere near no, there. No, it's funny you <laughs> should say that because I have uh, I have got two separate different systems in two different helmets and the pockets a little the little cutout that they give you for the helmet uh, for the speakers is not not really where my ear is, actually. Exactly. And I do notice that I you know, I can't really hear it that well. <laughs> you no, you got to move the speaker. It has oh, to yes, be in front know. of your ear canal. And, and, you know, I've did thousands of installs and worked with, with so many different people over the years at the shows. And they just think as a normal consumer, oh, that's where the speaker goes. Well, then they come back to me going, I can't hear anything. Your system don't work. But when you show them and you get the speaker right, it's like, Wow, that their their eyes just light up and they're jamming in front of the yeah, booth yeah. and they're just like, this is amazing. Well, it, it's it, but it's hard when I'm not in their living room doing the install with them and they're thinking that's where the speaker goes. And I think some of these guys even buying the lower end systems, they're just not having a good result because of poor speaker placement. Well, that's what I've had to do is I've had to take the speakers out of those pockets and mm -hmm. move them slightly forward. Yep. and down so it is aligns with my ear, and then I got to fill the little pocket with something. So, it does, but and it's a yeah. night and day difference when that happens. Oh my god, yes! Oh my god, yes! Um, and it's the same with the mic. You know, we tell people all the time: the microphone goes in front of the mouth. You just see no. now. I hear different things about that with ours. Oh, with yours, it goes in front. See, I've heard that you don't want it right in front of your mouth; you want it off to the side. You can run it a little bit to the side, but you, some of the things I've seen, I've seen them mounted up between the eyes on the top part of the phone. Right. I mean, uh, that that don't happen. And then I've seen, uh, you know, a young lady came to me one time with her sticky adhesive mount mounted on the outside of the front of her full face that she was wondering why people couldn't hear her. I mean, oh, it's yeah. people just, <laughs> well, you don't want to insult them, but at the same time, you're like, uh, you know, this is why, you know, but... If it can go wrong, it will, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, right? Oh my God, yes. But that's interesting that, that that you say that the speaker gets placed in directly in front. That's interesting. Wow. That's for the, you know, that's and you know, I tell people too, you don't have to yell at these things when you're going on the highway. You, we all want to yell because of the outside environment, but right. you just talk talk normal. It will 
get your voice. Well, you know what get- it is because, and, and as a musician, I can I can tell I, I can relate to this, is because when you when you talk into the microphone, you can't hear yourself. Exactly. So you raise your voice so you can hear yourself. But the thing is, to the person on the other end, they're asking, "Why are you yelling at me?" You know. <laughs> so you don't exactly. have to, but you just have to get used to the fact that. Uh, the monitoring technology is—I don't think—is there in, in these systems. I don't. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just saying from what I can, I experience, so that you don't hear your own voice, and that's why people are yelling into these microphones. And um, that may be, that may be right. That that may be exactly right. So there you go. You guys got to work in the monitoring system into. <laughs> so there you go. I gave you a little clue. I want 10% royalties on that idea. Exactly. <laughs> now, for the rider who regularly rides in groups of three or more, what system would you recommend and why? Pack talk all day long because of the mesh network. It's going to be such an easy turn and go, turn on go. You're just, talking about the bold or the freecom? Just a, either just the pack talk period. The, the pack talk bold or the pack talk slim because you want to use something with mesh technology for three or more. Yeah. I even recommend it using it anyone anything over two. Because you don't have to worry about the daisy chain in the center. I mean, me personally, anybody riding over two, I would always run pack talks. So who's going to use Freecom 1, 2, and 4? Well, your Freecom 1 is going to be, you know, to me, your budget guy that's on a budget. Uh, he want, he has a, he either riding by himself or he has a, a girl and, and, you know, they're on a budget. They still want intercom. They still want to enjoy the benefits of jamming out together. They just... Don't want to spend a lot of money doing it. Now, so, with the Freecom One, if uh, you meet up with one of your buddies along the way, can you communicate with him? If he has a Freecom One Plus, yes, uh, but it's going to be up to 500 yards. You know, you you can get into pairing these things to other things, but then you start reducing to the range of what the lower end one is. I don't recommend doing things like that. You can do it. There's yeah. always work around. Well, things that we're talking about range. What mm-hmm. is the range of your systems from one to bold? Well, the one is just designed for intercom on the same bike. Okay. The two plus is designed for up to 500 yards. Yeah, 1,500 feet. Just two. Okay. Yeah, just two. Uh, the Freecom four, uh, you know, almost a mile. Really? A yeah. mile? And that's bike to bike, line of sight, because you are in Bluetooth mode. Now does that now does that depend on terrain? If there's trees and buildings, it, it does. Uh, you don't see it as much as you used to for some reason. I mean, obviously, if we're going down the highway and eighteen wheelers in front of me and you, there's going to be a problem. Yeah. So that's that's where your limitations come in, and that's with any system on the marketing, except when you go back to like the CB technology. Yeah. So there will be that. Right. Uh, but the Freecom 4 Plus is that. And then the, our pack series, it'll do up to a mile, just one-on-one. And the more you add, the stronger it becomes. Wow. And you can do a maximum of five miles with 15 people. Okay. Now, these, uh, let's talk about, I want to briefly talk about these, uh, these speakers that you guys offer, uh-huh. the JBL audio set that you can get separately. Mm-hmm. Now, do these, do these compare in size to the other speaker systems that are out there and mostly in size because again you got these silly little pockets inside your helmet so they're going to fall inside these little pockets or are these bigger you know the standard speakers that come with all of our products are a 40 millimeter okay 
The JBL ones are a 45 millimeter. They're a little larger and they're a little bit deeper. They fit, you know, from my personal experience installing them the way I have on my personal helmets and, and community helmets out there, they're going to fit, you know, 95% of the helmets out there. Good. Yeah, you got some guys that think they need a helmet that's two times too small for them, kind of like tight fitting pants. And it's not going to work in those helmets. Yeah, their cheeks are straight out and, and whatever, but, you know, that guy's there. Uh, so th- those speakers do not work in those helmets. But, you know, 95% of the normal helmets out there, I really seldom run across any that, that they don't work in. Wow. And they do, they do make a big difference. They sound phenomenal. Uh, JBL really was a great collaboration with us. And, and you being a music guy, and you know the history of JBL, and, and things are done right there. Wow. That's awesome. Now, as far as it goes for the t- technology, um, mic- the microphone technology, mm-hmm. what is Cardo doing uh, for the microphone? Uh, we basically, we, we invented a technology to where we filter the, it, the products know the difference between wind and, and speech. Oh, okay. That's it makes sense. And it's a directional mic. You'll see an arrow on one side and then the other you want. The arrow always goes towards the mouth. But okay. we have, well, what, we have what, what kind of microphone is it? Is it a disc microphone? Is it a, a cylinder type? What, what it's kind it's is like it? a little, little disc microphone. Okay. But it does have a wind suppressor built in. And, you know, and I tell everybody a lot of the times, go online to Yahoo or wherever people go and just Google, you know, Cardo versus one of my competitors on their wind noise because there's videos out there, third party. We don't pay these guys anything that actually go out and do tests of our wind suppressor versus other people in the industry. And wow, Cardo has it right. You know, and I'm not even sure how my company got it to work so damn good, but man, it's impressive. You'll go down the road, even on a phone call and people will be like, you're on your bike and you tell them, yeah. And they're like, no, you're not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've heard, I've, I've gotten that before. Yeah. It's, it's great. And, and that's, that's how it is when you're talking, you know, and, but if a guy has the mic turned around backwards, you're going to know it. So <laughs> yeah, I guess so. where are you? I can't hear you. Exactly. So how is connectivity done? And here's, this is always, this is always a fun part of uh, communication between people on motorcycles because nobody has the same system. So how is the connectivity to non-cardo systems? Because so if you could just briefly explain the procedure. That's that's always a touchy one because you you can do that. Uh, you can you can take one and and you know you can take you know if you wanted to and you really wanted to go there, you could take one of our pack talk bolts and bridge a Bluetooth unit into our mesh system uh, by a sequence of buttons. It's, it's very easy to do in our install. And, you know, we have a little quick guide and all these that shows you easy to do. However, <laughs> however, however, let me make this clear to you. If someone out there has a product by another manufacturer that says it, you know, it, it pairs with whatever else out there in the universe, there, what, what some of those people fail to tell you is you have to give up certain uh, functions of the product to do that on their side. Well, whereas I have one competitor to where they, they say their products are unlocked and they are what has to happen though. If you pair to a non branded of that brand's product, you give up the feature of using the cell phone. Oh, see, that's not good. No, but they don't tell you that. They just leave it as, hey, it's unlocked. Well, yeah, it's unlocked, but you're going to, you know, you. Oops. Whereas, whereas ours, you can still use the cell phone. I mean, we don't interrupt that feature, but th- that does exist. But 
and uh, it does work. I mean, it's it's not hard to do. We've made it easier over the years as technology's evolved to make that work a little more seamless and better. And one day, maybe everyone will work like they're married. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you would hope anyway, right? Exactly. Or some marriages. Let me go back. <laughs> uh, how do how do the uh, the helmet units? How do they attach to the helmet? Is it just a sticky thing? Can they be removed easily and put on another helmet? Yeah, basically, we got away from from doing screws a long time ago. We did screws, and then a couple of years back, we started coming out with this clamp mount that's that that really fits up on the helmet. Uh, it just clamps in between the liner and the shell. Yeah, slides up, and then nothing hangs beneath the helmet. Okay. So you have, uh, used to on all of them, mine, any brand out there, you'd have something that hung down a half an inch beneath the helmet. Whereas a lot of riders, if they turn their head left, it would catch on their collar and bother them. But, yep. Been there, yeah. done that. Oh yeah. So we came out with a solution a couple of years back that that does that. It's easy to get on, easy to get off. We also included a adhesive mount kit. That way, there are helmets out there that don't you, you can't put that clamp on. There's a few out there, so you just pop the little clamp part off of our audio kit, pop the adhesive mount in, and you glue plate it on the side of the helmet with 3M tape that comes with it, and it's going to stay there. You better get it right the first time because it's not going to come off. That stuff is on there. Okay. So now, does the? Let me see if I understand this correctly. So the the clamp unit attaches to the helmet with the glue stick, and then the cardo unit itself attaches to that thing. Correct. Okay. It's almost like three pieces. You have an adhesive mount, and then our audio kit clamps on the adhesive mount, slides on the back of it, okay. and then the module itself slides on that. Okay, so if you had a few of those adhesive kits, you could actually yeah. use your one cardo unit on two different helmets. You could. Uh, Adhesively-wise, it would be better off just buying a, a spare audio kit, having your oh. audio kits mounted on each helmet, and then you just take your module off each helmet and go with you. Right. See, that, that that's, that's the cool part. That's for everything except for that Pack Talk Slim guy. That thing, once you put it on a helmet, it's I don't suggest – Yeah, I don't really suggest – taking it on and off because there's a lot more entailed to, to making it look good on a helmet and, and doing it right and pulling it on and off of helmets is, you know, it's going to take a good 30, 40 minutes to do an install with one of those the right way. Yeah. So I, when the slam, you just put it on a helmet and leave it. Oh, I get it. All right. That's pretty cool. Now for the rider that does not want to wear a full face helmet. And I know a few of those people, <laughs> what does Cardo have for them? You know, we uh, what's cool about Cardo is we have a, a hard boom audio kit, uh-huh. and we sell that as an accessory for the Freecom line and the Pack Talk line, the Pack Talk Bold, not the Slim, obviously. And we let you mount that on the side of a half helmet. We it's included with a three point five jack, and you just run what you want. Oh, it's how was how was the audio with that though? It's, it's, it is what you want it to be. I mean, it's great. It'll blow your ears back, you know. I mean, but, I mean, as far as it goes for the, in the communication, because look, I, I've had this issue with my brothers before riding out there, and the microphone has a tendency to move, and then you know it, the, the microphone gets stuck in somebody's nose, and it sounds like <laughs> it, sounds like you're talking to Darth Vader. So I mean, just has has Cardo eliminated that problem? <laughs> yeah, and that's that goes back to that wind suppressor. It we you know, and there's another video oh, online. The guy does a good thing about it. He uh, he's talking, and then he sees how long it takes our program to notice its speech and not wind, and it filters back the wind. 
and it's almost instant. And it really feels oh, that's good. really good. So those open-faced helmets or those half-helmet guys, it works really well in that scenario. Oh, so, yeah, okay. All right, that, that works out great because, like I said, I, I know a bunch of people that I ride with who just yeah. won't wear a full-face helmet. Wait. No, they're all around Texas, too. Oh, Trust God. me. Yeah. I, I look, once in a while, I'll wear my half-helmet, and that's very rarely – but I don't have a comm unit on it because, right? I, because I because I've had this experience with my half helmet communication system. Nine times out of ten, I'm going like, I'm sorry, I didn't understand a word you just said. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I, I've given up on that, and I went to the full face helmet. Now I can pretty much hear everybody except for those people who use the half helmet. I can't understand right. them. And that too, what I found on half helmets, a lot of guys, you know, the mic will hang down. A lot of the big guys out there, they uh, <laughs> that mic will be four inches from their mouth. It's like, dude, you take don't have to tell me. I know exactly. It's like it don't need to be by your cheek. It needs to be in front of your mouth and not up, and not up your nose either. <laughs> exactly. So, so once they get that right again, it, it's night and day, especially on an open faced or a uh, a modular or a half helmet. Right. All right. Cool. All right, here's the big question for you. Uh-oh. All right, this is the, this is important because this this is an issue that people can run across. I've had my unit die on me out on the road. What kind of battery life does the typical Carter system have? And you know, and does it vary between systems? You know, not a lot. We're we're good about our battery life. You know, a lot of times I tell people it's gonna it's gonna last you longer. You can ride. Most people can ride. It's gonna give you up to thirteen hours. Oh, and damn, that's, that's good. That's continuous usage. We have some guys that push them to their limits that may experience a little, you know, less. But, but you know, that's that's going there. I mean, if you're going to ride your bike 13 hours in one day, you're the man. I want I want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, then we'll, we'll, you know, then I can. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's there. <laughs> I, I rode from uh, New Jersey to the Florida Keys last November. And uh, I broke it down in two days for good going down. And I was on the road for 11 hours the first day and just under 11 and a half hours the second day. Yeah. And, and that's, that's all. And as you know, that's a lot of time. It's a lot of time to see, you know. But, I'm not going to do that. And, you know, <laughs> you don't want your comm unit like crapping out on you. you no. know, fortunately, if, you know, but if you're stopping halfway, you know, wherever you're going, you can charge overnight. As far as it goes for the charging, how long does it take to go from dead to full charge with the cardo system you know from my experience about four or five hours will be to full. oh that's great uh, within an hour you'll get 80 percent. so i tell people when you stop to do a rest stop or you stop at lunch you know for lunch go ahead and plug it in i mean it's not going to hurt anything it's going to give you even if it's not all the way down just go ahead and charge it what's cool about it with that voice that i was telling you about is you can say hey cardo battery status oh and it really tell you what I you see. got See, that's awesome. Well, let me ask you this. Oh, wow! I just thought I just thought of this question. As far as it goes for the charging, how does how does that connect it to? How do you connect that to power to charge? Is it like a mini USB in the back of the it's a unit? mini USB on the unit and a normal USB that you can plug into an Apple charger? You can plug into any kind of USB port. Okay, Block now here's the question. Here's the yep. here is the question. That mini USB on the unit is that a standalone USB port that doesn't share with anything else? We we recommend you using our cable. Yeah. No. What, no. What I'm asking is, you're riding along and the, you ask Cardo what the battery status is, and it tells you you're down to ten percent. Can you take out your mini USB cable, plug it in, 
and then plug it into your charging unit on your bike and Again, keep, and then keep riding. You could. Uh, it would charge in that scenario without you using it it would charge however i wouldn't recommend doing it again because if that cord gets caught on something yeah. or anything it's going to it's going to pull a bind on that mini usb going into that unit and okay. potentially break it and then you're back to dude it's not going to work at all because i'm right. done okay it's just a question I had to ask because I'm still. No, a lot of people ask that. Oh, really? No kidding. A lot of people ask that. You're there. All right. Now, does Cardo have any plans of producing an integrated helmet? I, I can't even go there with you right now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I can't well, discuss that. My personal thought on that whole thing, I, it's a bad idea. Because I'm yeah. going to interview you and you tell us why. Because I want to know that. Because here's the thing. Um. Uh, what's the, the the company that does the uh, the helmet ratings? Which, which company does the helmet ratings? Yeah, that's uh, uh, Dot or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, Department of Transportation. What's that? What's the other? I just, I, in fact, I even interviewed the guy, and I don't remember now. But they tell us that we're supposed to replace our helmets every five years. Okay. Now, at the end of that five years, are you telling me I got to throw out my communication system also? Unless you buy the, maybe the same helmet that has the same. But I'll tell you about communications. They may be dated unless you keep your software updates going in, in five years. And I'm, I'm not sure what the normal person, how long they keep. I know I don't keep a helmet five years. So I don't know what people, how long they keep their helmets. I've never really asked someone, how long do you keep your helmets? Well, I right behind me on my shelf, I have a helmet that I've had for, let's see, it's, it's 16 years. And you still run it? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could have been through three but, <laughs> but I do have a full-face helmet up there that I've had for four years, and occasionally I'll wear it. But I've got two new ones now, so I don't even wear it. But, yeah. you know, but, I can see four years. But yeah. my, my point is, is when you have an integrated helmet like that in your comps, let's say you drop your helmet by accident, it falls on the ground. Now, technically, you're supposed to get rid of that helmet. Yeah, and I so, think that has to, now, I think it, has to be, you know, you're, there's two types of integration. There's integration that's removable, and there's integration that's not removable. I think any kind of product that is to be made like that, it needs to be removable. Exactly. Exactly those scenarios, what you're talking about. Exactly. It's got to be, you know, you have to be able to remove it because, you, I, don't, I don't know, it's obvious what the problem would be. Now, as far as it goes for... Uh, what can we expect from uh, Cardo in 2020 and beyond? You know, 2020, 2021 is going to going to be uh, interesting years. 2020, you know, we're already out. We're killing it. Our our mesh network, nobody can 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 even compare to it. It works so damn good. And with our natural voice and the JBL, we just kept adding to it. And and our products are very solid. Two year warranty, uh, less than a three percent failure rate. It's it's you know we're doing everything right. Good. And uh, we don't see to change anything this year. Good. Now, as far as it goes for rallies and events and shows that listeners can see you guys test your stuff out, where are you going to be in 2020? You know what? Obviously, Sturgis, uh, depending on where the locations are going to be yet, we don't know as far as you know, usually we're at J&P's or, or out there at Black Hills at Harley-Davidson. Okay. Uh, we're going to be at Americade in June. Hopefully, nice. they'll Hopefully they'll still have America. You, I haven't yeah, seen. I hope. My God, I hope. Are you uh, gonna Are you gonna be there? I am, and I, that's one of my favorite shows of the oh year. I may be popping right. up there for a day or two. Please, so I'll check. I'll hopefully I'll pop in. I'll see you. 
Yeah, do it. And I encourage consumers to come back because when we are at shows like that, we do have systems they can go try out when, when they are not already out. A lot of the demo trucks out there are using our systems. So sometimes we'll let them go with those guys. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, BMW MOA rally, we'll, we'll go to that. We'll be at some IMS shows in the fall. A lot of local, you know, we're always at some local shows in different regions. It just really depends on where the people are located and what are they're you, doing. Uh, are you guys going to be at AIM in October? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What about Laconia? Laconia has been a hit or miss for us. Uh, oh, really? So sometimes we go up there and do it. You know, so many dealers now reach out to us wanting us to attend it with them. So if, so if a consumer doesn't see us on the list, it doesn't mean we're not there. Oh, okay. Gotcha. What gotcha, happens gotcha. is a lot of times we go up and go under their umbrella. And we are there, but just listed. So it's really best for the the consumer just to reach out to us and say, "Hey, are any of your guys going to be at Laconia or, or wherever they're going to go?" All right. Were you at the, Were you at Daytona this year? Yeah, yeah, definitely was at Daytona. That was about the time of the the the, the downfall of things. Yeah, yeah. How about yeah. Um, Myrtle Beach? You going to be at Myrtle Beach Bike Week? You know what? I don't even know if they'll have that this year. I don't know what's yeah, going. Yeah, you know, because I'm supposed to go, but like. Yeah. We're looking at May, and it's only a month off. So Pro- that one's probably going to be, I would think, a little delayed. I mean, we were supposed to go to Arizona Bike Week, and obviously that got canned. Uh, a lot of good events are just being postponed or canned all in yeah, general. Yeah, most of the events that I've looked into, they haven't said anything about cancellations right now. They said they're still a go, but they're keeping an eye on things right now. Um, all right, so tell you what, where can listeners learn more about Cardo Communication Systems and purchase one? Well, it, it, you know, they can go to any of their local dealerships in their area. We're sold by many outlets across the United States. So just walk in the shop and tell them the shop they're there to learn about Cardo, and, and uh, that guy could give them a good experience. If not, they can go to our website, you know, www.cardosystems.com and learn all about it there. Yeah. So there's a lot of different outlets, and they could even look us up on Yahoo or, or Google or whatnot, and, and there's a lot of video content out there. Sure, and I see you guys are offering free shipping on orders over $100. Yeah. That's pretty much everything. Yep, and I did want to mention one last thing. Sure. A lot, I get this on a lot of people, a lot of shows. Our systems do pair with, with the bikes out there. There's a lot of bikes that have Bluetooth nowadays. Right. For and example, the Harley-Davidson Boom system. And it does. A, and I don't know what Indian system is called, and I Indian don't know what BM system great. is called either. But you, BM, you pair with pair all those. BMW, Indian, Honda, you know, all the major systems out there we do pair with. And, you know, I just want to tell consumers, just be, this is the beware part. A lot of systems out there on some older bikes have Bluetooth icon. That does not mean it streams Bluetooth out of the bike. That means you can hook something Bluetooth into the bike. Uh, you still have to have a wire. Okay bike so make sure it has the add headset option in that system before you go out spending a bunch of money on a bluetooth system such as mine and then it not working with the bike oh so good plan sure. yes that's a good so bit of information consumers, you got to know that but but yeah our system you know works works great with the honda great with the bmw great with the indian good with the harley so many manufacturers are figuring it out now Great. That's fantastic. Any final class closing words you want to say to our listeners about your stuff, about riding, about anything? You know, just enjoy the time. You know, take the time to learn the product. Enjoy the time. This will just make your ride better, especially if you've never tried comms. Uh, Just ride safe. Perfect deal. Well, Jamie, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the podcast. It was wonderful to talk to you and learn about Cardo Systems. And uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon. 
Absolutely. You have a good day. Thanks, sir. You too. Thank you for joining me and Jamie here in the V-Twin Cafe, where we talked about Cardo communication systems. To learn more about Cardo, you can go to cardosystems.com. I'll put links in the show notes and, of course, on the Motorcycle Man website. Hey, don't forget to check out our fellow podcasters, YouTubers, bloggers, and vloggers, whose links you will find on our links page. All of these media outlets and many more out there do great things to promote and encourage our sport. So this has been the Motorcycle Men Podcast. I am Ted, your host. Thanks for listening. And remember, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Enjoy your ride, kids. Be safe.